Hi, this is Mary H.K. Choi, and you're listening to Hey Cool Life, a micropod about mental health and creativity, and it is June 24th. Um, yeah, 2022. It has been a while since I um, checked in, and for today, that is okay. For today, that is what's happening. Um... I wanted to say something um, because I'm moving, um, and unlike people who move uh, in New York, I'm not moving to LA. <laughs> I'm moving to um, Manhattan from Brooklyn, which is really fascinating. But the piece of it that I that's really interesting is. I have moved in New York 13 times in the 22 years that I've lived here. And, you know, in recovery, there's this concept called um, a geographic cure where, you know, like you try to fix all your problems by moving apartments. And so I've done that a lot. And actually, Thinking about it, I'm noticing that I've done it a lot in accordance with the end of romantic um, entanglements and or just straight up poverty or like vermin or just infestation. Or one time um, when I lived on Lafayette between Prince and Spring (laughs) um, for a rent controlled apartment that was like $700. Um, yeah, what I moved out of that apartment when um, my the person I was illegally subletting from, they hired a private investigator to find out that I was not this person's wife after all. <laughs> so I got kicked out once for that. Um, but I'm noticing as I'm packing that I really sort of like see myself as being like good at moving. I don't know what that actually implies, but like, I don't know, for like strengths and weaknesses, I think for a long time I would have put that on the strengths pile, like decisive about like moving. And I never really understood why it was considered such a traumatic stressor for like most humans on planet Earth until this move. And so I got, you know, um, recovery in this house. I started seeking help for my eating disorder in this house I started seeking help for um why I don't relate to people I you know was diagnosed with ADHD in this house like my dad died when I've been living in this house like this is you know the home that he knew or that he sort of like would be picturing me in if he was to picture me anywhere and you know, I got married in this house. I did COVID in this house. I published my first book in this house. Like, it's just, it's the first place that I've ever nested in. And, you know, I'm, I now understand that it's a product not only of, like, the chaos that I grew up in or just that sort of thing that, like, immigrants have where you know, because you're in survival mode, like so much of the house and it's in your possessions are about like a little bit like hoarding and things like that. And 
I'm really noticing that this is the first home that I felt really safe in and and made my own and I don't like leaving here. It feels really unsafe and it feels really strange and it feels like my brain and my inner child and the cat in my cat carrier um that is kind of like I think my soul or something like is really freaked out and I do not understand at all that I won't be coming back here after I leave and it's the reason why I'm talking about this is not because I think it's like a, a unique predicament. I think what is significant is that like I'm realizing that I've never moved without it being an act of fleeing and I'm realizing that even moving to America it's not something I had a vote on. It just was something that was happening and it's it's kind of like my brain and my heart or something is having like a little bit of a fit because I'm like you know what's the point in being sober if like I'm going to be less resilient or I'm going to be less good at something or if I have to like give something up that I thought of myself as being like good at that I'd sort of prided myself on like this is like a kind of bummer aspect to emotional sobriety and just being awake for things and processing things in real time or like requiring gentleness in the moment because I'm like freaking out along the way instead of blacking out and just like retrieving my like um totally dissociated meat body on the other end of it and I'm just saying this to say that sometimes it's really interesting that for all the gifts I've been given you know and for all the love that I can now finally feel um since I'm not obsessed with like eating and then like getting rid of it or like self-obsession with like my body and like what it looks like and all this stuff that feeling things kind of I think that the knee jerk reaction to it is that like it sucks and I it's it's one of those things like I remember when I first got sober um and right now in my sobriety just to like get current and share is that like I've like smoked weed a handful of times in the past few months and I've had like a cocktail and like realized I wasn't like super into it um but yeah like I remember first getting sober and being so bored because unless I'm like chaotic or doing things with people who I hate or scare me like I didn't realize that um like calmness and soothing and gentleness was was boring and so this panic and like reluctance and sadness that I'm experiencing feels like a hard con as far as like incentives to be sober and to be sort of awake and alive but i'm just i also just know because i sort of have built enough of a tolerance for this initial discomfort of like being in reality um that it gets better and that this is actually what growth feels like like growth is i hate it <laughs> and that's okay um so I don't know if the next time I'll be recording will be in the new space. Hopefully it will be. Um, I go in a few days or I might record something tomorrow because I'm panicking and I tend to do these in spurts, which is very, very um, bulimic. <laughs> it's all about like binging and purging. Um, and like, yeah, it's okay. So 
anyone else who definitely today is not seeing any of the perks in um, doing what they feel is the caring thing, the self-care thing, the, the long-run healthful thing. I totally get that. Um, so sending you gentleness and so much love. Thanks for listening.